Welcome to episode 159 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 159 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Ars. How you going mate? I'm pretty good, yourself? A bit cold, aren't I? <laughs> I've got my jacket, my hat. Winter's arrived. Man, it's getting pretty cold, isn't it? Mm. I was in Queenstown on the weekend and we went to Queenstown and had this race. I'll tell you about the race later on in the show. But I got stuck in Queenstown. Couldn't get out for a day and a half. Happens a bit down there. Oh man, it's frustrating because we missed two flights. Yeah. So they put us on a bus, drove us out of Queenstown like 7 o'clock at night. So I was about 8 o'clock at night, we would turn up at the Linders. And we couldn't get over the Linda's Pass. Yeah. So we're in the bus for like an hour and a half. And then I'm just watching a movie on my iPhone. Turn around to come back. And we had to go back to Queenstown. Yeah. So, so, oh, I broke my heart. Anyway. anyway, this week's show is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com The world's best coffee. Athlinks.com The world's best athlinks. Listen up for some... Ah, uh, it's a competition news. coming. Goose later on. Trybuys.com And it may have something to do with Athlinks as well. Exactly. Oh, it's a beautiful competition. This week's show, we, uh, what have we got? We've got a bit of news coming up. We've got our Age Grouper of the Week. Have we got an Age Grouper of the Week? Yep. yep. No. No. Web Questions and answers. Website of the Week. Hot Topic of the Week. Coach's Corner. Well, What's on Coach's Corner, John? Tell we've got, me. We've got an interview. Okay, tell me about this interview. We've got a... Uh, Coach Kevin Purcell, a lot of people know him just affectionately as KP. Affectionately. Yep. So we're going hey, to be having a chat with KP. He's been on several epic camps. He's never been on the show. I've never met him. No, I didn't. I wasn't in the no, camp. it's kind of funny because he's someone who's really well known and you thought our past would have crossed by now, but no. it's never happened. No, he's, he's, uh, he's not. But he's, he's a bit of a legend, isn't he? A bit of a legend. And we're going to talk a bit about... Um, Is he a chiropractor? Yep. We're going to talk about a bit about the ageing athlete, a little bit about chiropractic um, work. And uh, they've also got a camp coming up we'll talk about as well. Is that with Melina? Mm-hmm. Oh, the old boys camp they got caught, are they? It is, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. Okay, well, what's happening in the news, John? Not much happening in the news, but one big piece of news this week is that Challenger putting on a new iron distance race in Copenhagen. Going to Copenhagen. It's pretty hanging, cool, isn't it? Hanging out with the Danish. So, so what are we thinking? It's looking good. Um, I, I saw some comments from, what's the big Danish dude? Sinbali, yeah, uh, yep. and uh, he said it's a really great place for a, for a race. They're, they're pretty into it. The old um, the Danish and the Scandinavians, not a, not a massive sport, but the guys that do it are pretty good. You know, there's some good athletes come out of there. And remember when we interviewed him, he said he gets lots of PR over there, right? Like he's, he's yeah. a high profile athlete over there. So it should be good. Um, it's going to be uh, include all the sort of scenic areas of Copenhagen. I think uh, entries aren't quite open yet, but the, the dates out there. And it's got it's, the little mermaid. Yeah. You can go to challenge-copenhagen.com or just go through any of the challenge websites and you should be able to find it. So it's good just to see. Just having a good piece here. It does sound pretty good. You pass an opera house, uh, the harbour. The home of the Queen of Denmark. Oh, wow. So, yeah, well, and they've got big, big old buildings and castles and stuff yeah. in that part of the world, haven't they? So it should be very cool. And it's great to see that they well, it's are spreading. Fourth, it's their fourth now, isn't it? Yeah, it's their fourth iron distance and what about their eighth or something in yeah. total? So they're just... It seems like a really sensible yep. expansion Slowly policy growing. they've got, and they're really looking to to get a good grip in, in Europe first. And it doesn't really look like they're interested in the states yet. So. It'll be interesting to see when they go to the states. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really fascinating. It's probably another five, six, seven years away. But when they hit the states, will their name be big enough in the states to actually attract a you know big well, audience? On this podcast, it's going to be big enough. Well, in that case, actually, they'll probably sell out it, this it, week. It would be pretty interesting to see. Yeah, how it because goes. Iron Man does own the states. 
But I, th- I think they stand a good chance because you know the, the series that have struggled over there in the states have sort of just started up from nothing, and so yep. they don't have that backing. Whereas everybody's going to have that um, faith in the challenge brand. They yep. know they put on a good race, and they know it's all good. So I think um, I think they stand a really good chance. It's going to be interesting to see if the if some real politics comes into into play there, and if um, WTC try to block anything. I well, I think WTC must be keeping their eye on them. Mm. You know, like it's you know it's competition. Okay, well, competition's good though. It is. It it's great. It's good for everyone. And uh, in tough times, economic crisis, John, and it's hitting the Ironman world, isn't it? Switzerland, which sold out, sells out very quickly. In two is, minutes is, is reopened, and uh, they're taking a few more applications because they've had a lot of people pulling out. So if you are interested in doing Switzerland, I know it's not that far away. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's reopened. And that is interesting, isn't it? Mm. So people must pull out. So do they get their money back? How does that work? Yeah. I think if you pull out by a certain date, you get so much so back, back. And then, yeah, depending on when you pull out. Yeah. Okay, so coming up this weekend, we've got uh, Iron Cat. So this is a, a non-WTC race. And uh, click on the click on the English flag, Bevan. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's, it's hold, held in Lampola on May the 16th. Where's that? It's somewhere... It's off Spain somewhere. Okay. So, great. Early season race. Get into it. Catalan. It's in the Catalan Federation of Triathlons. So. There you go. Is Good. that all we're going to say about it, is it? That's all I know about <laughs> it. We have, re- we have results next week. Okay, if you are uh, 70 points threes, Florida's happening. Yeah, so we have some results on that next week. And another iron distance race that uh, is a, a new one we haven't heard of before, sent through from old Nick at Trijuice, is the Chi Tri Man, which is in uh, France. It's about two hours north of Paris, 175 k's away, and about uh, an hour and a half west of Brussels. Yep. If you're interested in it, we'll have a link on our site, but it's uh, chi tri hyphen triathlon blah blah blah. So anyway, they, uh, they, they auction off a Kona slot to on eBay every year, don't they? I think they do four. Do they do four, do they? And, and we've just been checking out the website now, and the, one of them has sold for $31,000 US. That's incredible, isn't that it? That is incredible. But this is cool. You know, like, we're not really big on them giving away a huge amount of slots. Four's good. Yeah, but this is cool, and this is a good, you know, fundraising, and like, it's a, it's a, who do they fundraise for? Well, they usually do the Janus Foundation, but this is for the Iron Man Foundation. Uh, well, so, yeah. it's good, you know? I think... Um, I'm, as you said, I'm not really into the the lottery system too much, but well, I think, lottery system to a point. But I think they overdo it. But yeah. this is great, thirty one thousand bucks. Who's paying that much? They're not struggling in the economic crisis, are they? They're not. And um, <laughs> you, you hope they're, they're sort of in it from the spirit of it. They're not sort of yeah. going, "I'm rich, I want to buy my spot." There, they're sort of doing it in the spirit of, of yeah. fundraising. But um, good on them. Yeah, I think they'll probably get over a hundred grand before them. I know. Well, was so I was in down in Queensland this weekend. We we're talking to this guy who'd done the. The marathon, Skype. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the marathon in Antarctica. Oh, really? Twenty-seven thousand bucks into that. Really? Into, yeah. They do, and they run a nine-lapper yeah. around, and he said it's so bloody hard because you think ice would be hard, but it's not. It's actually quite slushy down there, yeah. and you, the footings. Yeah, he said it's really hard. Like he's like a high under three, maybe two fifty kind of guy, and took him like four twenty. Really? Hmm. And he got second, I think. Twenty-seven thousand dollars spare. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be doing it. He's not struggling in the economic crisis, is he? <laughs> okay, so there we go. Anything else in news? Uh, no, that's about it for this week. Okay, well, let's go. Let's go to the discussion of the week. Well, hold on, what's the time? Yeah, no, but this is going to be a long discussion. We need to have a pause here. We're, okay. we're going to go talk and do our interview with KP. Okay, we'll be back in a minute then, because this is a big discussion, and I've got some big points to bring up, John. It's. <laughs> I'll go into my points in a moment. Okay, here we go.
Right away, we're back from our amazing interview with KP. 30 minutes of quality. He's a good guy, that KP, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. A legend that I've never met. You can uh, take him on an arm wrestling competition if he comes down here. Well, when he's talking about losing weight, because when I first started doing, we're gonna, you're going to find out about this later on, but when I first started doing Ironman, I came from the weights background as well, and so I've lost about 12 kg of muscle through doing Ironman. I used to be about 87 kgs, 88, and I was pretty lean back in those days, and mm. my arms, that's the only thing I hate the most about doing this sport, is I've just lost the upper body. It's not oh. about the image. No, admittedly, admittedly I, I, I agree, but now that I've pulled away from my man a little bit, I would like to have some arms, <laughs> so I'm going to get back into the weights. Bring it on. This week's um, So yeah, let, let, me, let me recap this one. So I'm going to be doing a Christchurch Marathon, and in the rule book... SBS, Christchurch SBS, Marathon. SBS, we can just sponsor some love. Bank. They're my bank. Are they your bank, are they? Yeah. Oh, we'll go there. The mine's ANZ, but that's okay. And, I, and I'm allowed to use my iPod in the official rules, and, and I've left it up to you guys. What? I looked at the rules. Where does it say you can use an iPod? It doesn't, it doesn't say does you it... can't. Yeah. So it's you're not going to get banned for it, are you? Okay. So rephrase what you said. No, it's because I was talking to a guy from the press, and he said he actually rang them, and they said no, you can use it. Okay. So, so, okay. and I said I'd leave it up to you guys. This is going. This could potentially boil over into rant of the week. That's the way I feel about this topic. <laughs> so. Here we go. Well, we got lots of answers. We got about thirty. We got forty answers, and admittedly, about six of them came from me at the end. And even that still didn't balance it out. <laughs> I did a rough count out this morning, and there was about 23, 24 that said no, and there was about eight or nine that said yes. Okay, so you go. You, you, you who does you like? You uh, like a net, don't I you? I like a net. Uh, come on, Bevan, you big girl. Don't, you don't need an iPod to get through a marathon. Okay, who says yes? Who's going to say yes? Come here, yes. Oliver Jenner, who was on... Uh, yes, I think game. Bevan should get to use his iPod, but John should get to pick the music to go on it. Mm, no. He doesn't even know so music. Carry on with the rest of his uh, Or Bevan should play the, uh, do a playlist for 2 hours 30 of his favourite music, and then after that he should be recording of John telling him how weak he is, and he needs to run faster. <laughs> Get a motivation for a sub through two thirty. I'm not trying to get to sub two thirty. Philip Const, uh, Constantino. Yeah. No way. Here's why. It's insulting the people who have come out to cheer on the competitors, t- to the volunteers who are yelling water, sports, drink, etc. So you can make an informed decision, have a better and good race. And your fellow competitors who are either saying "get out of my way" or alternatively "good job." Good job. You can make it. Train with one, sure. After all, how how else can we all listen to great episodes of I Am Talk? That's very true. We'd lose our, we'd lose our audience uh, if we said that. But don't be a jerk who annoys people on race day. Frankly, Bevan, you're better than that. Oh, here we go. It's getting all moral on me. P.S. As an aside, I did a marathon in Eugene, Oregon this weekend. The cradle of American distance running. And was appalled at how many people were wearing iPods. It was shameful, especially oh. in a place where running is so respectful. It's a shame. P.P.S. I a small P.B. Oh, there we go. Nice work, Philip. Oh, small. We took 35 minutes. Yeah, but he said it's... Oh, no, it's off his last marathon. Good effort. Well, Ben Moore, yes. Nice, Ben. That's who you want next. Craig Kirkwood, who's a very fast runner, said, take a cement pill and harden the... Yeah, I don't don't agree. Uh, Who else we got here who said yes? I'm I'm just doing the yeses. Uh, hard to find in Italy. <laughs> Stop there for a second. Dave, David Baxter, he said uh, all entrants must comply with the race rules of Athletics New Zealand. Yes, he's done some research, hasn't he? IAAF. I can't find anything on their website that bans iPods. I did a similar thing. I actually went on the IAAF website. Tried, you, you, you tried to get me out of it, didn't you? I tried to find something. And there wasn't really anything that said in there that you can't use one. So but not, I know at certain races they often do specify Yeah, sometimes they do. But he has talked about me there being an alternative, doing a superhero suit. So in the Christchurch Marathon, 10 people were trying to beat the world record for competing a mar- completing a marathon dressed in a superhero outfit. Now, the world record is 2 hours 49.50. Do you think you could beat that? 
Yeah. With a, with a Superman suit on. Uh, you got to remember Heat Factor, Heavy Factor? It's pretty cold in Christchurch in June, so I'd say I'd say yes. Okay, good. Well, I'm not doing that. Okay, who's next? Who's next on your list? We don't normally do this many, but I'm, we're just doing it. Rob Holt. Scroll, I think he's a bit further down. Scroll. Rob Holt, yep, there yep. we go. No way. John always knows best. <laughs> and that's got nothing to do whatsoever with him putting more hill repeats in my program if I say yes. Well, Sean the porno who I was staying with. What would he know? And admittedly, I was <laughs> with him when he wrote this. It's about achieving the best performances. If that is achieved by listening to the iPod and it's allowed in the race rules, then hell yeah! Mm. Let Bevan listen to his aerobics tunes, let him wear his Speedos, and let him wear his Chewbacca suit. Love your work, porno. Yeah. Anyone else? We've got a yes here from Nathan Bradford. Who else am I going to mention? I'm only mentioning the yes people. That's about it. And then Bevan James Isles has got some great comments. Yeah. Sad, 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 sad. <laughs> okay, John, here, let's have our argument. Here we go. Well, uh, first of all, I need my spotters out there on the day because I'm actually not going to be here. It's oh, um, so on the 31st of May in Christchurch. Where's the so support? Expecting uh, Zanya, Ian, Holy Hammer. Uh, Darren Leslie, I'm expecting all you guys to be out there observing and making sure that this uh, atrocity does not happen after <laughs> Bevan has let the people speak. And my view is pretty obvious. Absolutely. So why not, John? Because I don't understand why not. It's in the spirit of running. It's. Uh, I mean, some people say it's an unfair advantage and so on. I just, just don't think it's necessary. Okay, so here's my argument to your argument. Yeah. Melina said the best piece of technology to ever come along in triathlon was the iPod. And that is because it makes our performance better when we train. Now, I know you don't agree with that because you don't use an iPod, but I know when I'm running, if I'm out no, there... No, I, I agree with that, that it helps training. Yeah, it will help my performance, doesn't it? Yeah. And so, if I'm out there and I'm trying to achieve my best day ever, and I want to use a piece of technology that lets me improve my performance, why wouldn't I want to use that? And if you think about us as a, as a group of people, how much technology do we use to increase our performance? You've got your power meters, you know, your bloody Newton shoes. Everything's about increasing performance through technology. So why is it that we can't use music to do that? I just, I don't have a particular, good, <laughs> I don't have a particularly good reason. I just say you, you're not allowed to use it. See, because I think it's, I think it's one of like it's a, the the idea is it's a challenge. You go out there. And it's a challenge to get to the finish line. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to, you're not supposed to have things that are going to make it a nice, easy ride. It's supposed to be a challenge. And, and there is also the minor safety factor and also people around you. And uh, Yeah, I, I, I don't think safety factor is a problem for running. I do think, <clears throat> I do, someone mentioned the crowd and kind of pulling away from the crowd. And I think that's probably a fair comment, you know, because you do kind of zone out when you've got your music on and that could maybe make you lose a bit of the experience. But at the end of the day, for me, if I'm trying to do my best performance, like I know when I'm out running and if I haven't got iPod on, or if I've, if I, even if I'm listening to a podcast and then I put music on, I run faster. And it's just something about music that does that. And ultimately, as an athlete, I want to have the best performance I can ever have. And if I'm in a race where you can use music and it's an option, well, wouldn't I want to use that? I also think possibly one other small factor as well is if you had... Um thousand people on the start line with iPods I think people they won't hear the gun they won't hear the gun <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people's concentration is as high and I grounded I, oh, think, see, I disagree with the concentration argument because like when I'm at work on my computer I work better if I've got music on I concentrate better and when I'm running like someone was saying with the root burn last weekend you know it's such a technical run you shouldn't use music and I'm thinking well, I concentrate better when i got music mm. so I don't know I don't know. Like when you're driving, does music distribute, you know, from driving? It does. And if, like the, oh, if, really? I'm, if I'm talking on the phone or something oh, like that. Oh, talking on the phone's different. But completely. music doesn't. It doesn't make you... Uh, I think, mar- not, not a lot, but marginally it does. Um, yeah, it does. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, John. Be, it'll be interesting to see some scientific 
research done into this yeah, to actually yeah. see what is going on. I don't know whether they put electrodes on your brain or whatever they do. Or whatever it's just, I, I think there's a bit of a, like, I don't want to pick on people here, but I think there's a bit of a snobbiness about us athletes when we think about other people using iPods because we've come from the purest background. You know, most of us who listen to the show have done it the hard way and then you get someone who's doing a half marathon and got an iPod on, we think, oh, what, week or whatever. Thanks. But if that's... <laughs> but you know what? If we use power meters and we use bikes to try to get us faster and we're just trying to use technology to make us be better and it, they've used the piece of technology that makes them be better and because they haven't done it our way we're a bit snobbyish about that end of the story Rose <laughs> Ben's not wearing an iPod at the Christchurch Marathon and if he does yeah, what if I do no I, I made a promise but what I might do is later in the year oh, I can't be bothered doing a marathon this year but <laughs> maybe next time I do a marathon I'll do one and see the difference because yeah. you know what and I know probably the 25 to 35k mark going to be a struggle and I know if I had music mm. then it would definitely help me get through that period better so here we go, that's our discussion of the week. This what, week's. Oh. Won't you be gutted if you're running along and somebody runs past you with an iPod? It will break my heart, John. It will. I'm Especially if they're singing like my favourite song, you know, out loud. You know, John. Camp Poland's off. I'm, st- I'm, I'm staying here and I'm, I'm going to annoy Bevan. <laughs> so, what's our discussion this week? This is actually a really good one. So, we've got an email through from. Where is it? It's up here somewhere. So, if you've made me. Do, oh, here we go. David Howe. And he's saying he constantly hears us talking about sports needing superstars and he disagrees. Look at running, for an example. And this is pretty interesting what he came up here. How much press coverage does it get? How many superstars and household names do they have? Triathlon is compared to basketball and Michael Jordan. Uh, most people like to watch basketball do not actually participate, whereas triathletes are most fans who do participate. The Runners World column um, called Ask Miles asked someone about what the average time for a marathon was in the early 80s. And basically in 1980, the average time was 3.32 mm-hmm. for a marathon. Nowadays, it's around 4.20. And they're saying that basically more people are getting out there and it makes the time less, but you know, it's good for the sport. And it, you, know, you don't actually have that many stars in our sport. And so he's basically saying, do we think a superstar is important for the sport? Do pros and superstars matter? Yeah, in triathlon. Mm. And I do have a view on this, but it will wait till next week. week. That's right. And just one other thing. Last week I was going to do one that Bevan sort of vetoed on the spot. Oh, blame me. About um, (laughs) pros coming back back into the sport. And he clarified, I said... uh, who was the guy? Tony Hagen. No, it was um, there was a guy who wrote Trent Chapman, who raced in Aust- I mean, Australia's first age group, seventh place, former yeah, that's right, former yep. elite, elite uh, ITU, ITU uh, athlete, yep. and apparently does have a real job in his training. And who was it that sent this in? Shane Johnson. Shane Johnson's agreeing with me, saying embrace these ex-elite athletes and bring them back into the fold. Yep. You know, there's not many other sports that it can happen, and he thinks it's healthy for triathlon. And I agree. You don't get sports like. Yeah, I get many, say, former top pro tennis players coming back. And, and I think play. the funny thing is, is our sport, you don't really have, like most other sports, you kind of don't have the second tier. You know, once you retire, you retire. You know, yeah. I know they have the PGA Seniors Tour. Yeah. And, you know, but most other sports, you know, once you finish playing rugby, you, you might play clo- local club rugby, but you don't go and, you know, play second mm. tier. And so, whereas our sport, we do have the luxury of having the stars stay in our sport for a long period afterwards. And, mm. yeah, I suppose that's not a bad thing. It's, it's, a, it's a fine line, but isn't it? When they're pulling off a top 10, mm. you know, they're still competitive, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And that's where it's the fine line, isn't yeah. it? It's not like they're just turning up and keeping up appearances. Mm. So, mm. So this week's topic... Like if Peter Reid turned up to Hawaii this year as an age grouper. As long as he qualified. Because um, he could probably still pull off the top 10 in Hawaii if he focused. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's always that thing, I think. 
age groupers should generally be working. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? Can't be solved easily. It can't be solved easily, John. Oh, life's not fair. That's your one, isn't it? Not fair. <laughs> life's not fair. Right. That's our. Oh, so what's our discussion? It's athletes. Do they need superstars or sport? All right. Here's some music. Website of the week. And who sent through this one, John? Because this is a bloody good website. Paul Andreas. Yeah, I met him. I'm pretty sure I met Paul when I was in Route one year. Really? Okay. Pretty sure. He's a nice guy. And if it wasn't that one, I'm sure Paul's a nice guy anyway. It is. It's called uh, bicycletutor.com. And, and it's, it's a really good website, eh? It's pretty comprehensive. Yeah, so what it is, is a website that basically has lots of videos on how to fix your bike, and you basically search on the thing you want to fix, and you know, it has a video on it, and yeah, basically that's it, isn't it? I think, you know, at the end of the day, most of us are going to take the bike to the the shop to get serviced on fairly major things, but you know, there's, there's lots of good little things, just maybe on how to chew your wheel, you know, if you've got uh, Adjusting my back gears, I'm yeah. suck at that, and yeah. this is, I actually watched this, and it was really, and it made yeah. sense, and I was like, you know what, because I hate it when you get, you know, get that clinking sound, I don't know how to change yeah. it, and no. I'm hopeless with bikes, and so, yeah, <laughs> we're both hopeless. hopeless. I'm, I'm actually probably about on par with Bevan, and I've been riding my bike a lot longer. Than <laughs> True, <Yeah>. and, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, and it's really good. Mainly the videos aren't the most entertaining videos you're ever going to see, but you really just want the information. So um. it's good. Uh, they basically got a um, some downloads where you can download all the stuff. There's a bit of a fee there. You can buy a one-off one, or you can pay a pretty reasonable rate. Click on that downloads button there. Where am I going? Up here. Up here. Downloads. Uh, I think you can pay a fee where you can basically download every twenty-five dollar donation. Members can download all forty-three tutorials. So oh wow! If you if you're into this, that's going to be. Um, uh, well, it's going yeah, to save you money, eh? Like, let's say you can take it to the shop. It's going to cost you more than 25 bucks, isn't it? Mm, mm. You know, whereas this, this way. So I think it's, it is, it is. you know, I think, as I said, the big jobs, you're probably better off taking it to a bike shop, but for a lot of the little things, this gives you a good thing on... Uh, and it's got some pretty basics. basic stuff here as well, but it's even got just... It's kind of like the stuff that would be good to know for you at home mm. at the end of the day. It's got some recommended tools, recommended books, popular videos, some tutorials, discussion links to discussions... There you go. It's Last week's Web Store of the Week, they sent us an email. They yeah. were listening. Oh, very nice. You know the, the marathon thing? Yeah, one of them said they were listening to the show. Yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. I love that. So if bicycletutor.com's listening, you just let us know. Just let us know. Send us some tyres or something. Give us a free one and we'll give it away on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Bicycletutor.com. Okay, let's put some more music on. Coaches corner. corner, but it's not really, is it? It's kind of interview corner. Interview with the coach corner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So here's Coach uh, KP, and we're going to go over a few uh, things on aging athletes and also a bit of chiropractic. And, and just at the end, you ask a question, John, and just listen up for that answer. You can't even remember. That oh, that's right, I can. And it's I think shocker. I think he's right. We've almost we almost didn't put this interview in <laughs> because of the response. Here, we Here go. you go. Okay, on this week's show, we're very happy to have uh, Coach KP joining us, as we said in the intro. So, Kevin Purcell, based in California and States, multiple Kona qualifier, multiple Epic Camp attendee. Bevan hasn't met him yet. I know, I feel like I'm in a long, long study or something, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and also a chiropractor and a very well-known coach in, in the States and, and abroad as well. So, welcome along to the show, KP. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big fan of you guys, and uh, it's great to be with you. Good stuff. Hey, um, maybe just discuss a little bit of your background because um, you know you, you started triathlon back in the, the '90s from from the look of the, your website, and and um, you know you're you're 
big bulk, bulky fella. Uh, maybe just tell us a bit about your background and, and how you got into triathlon. Yeah, I was a real late comer to it in the late 90s. Uh, I'd taken a break from sport for a while, but uh, as a kid, I just played uh, the traditional American uh, sports, ball games and stuff, and uh, had a dad who's a coach who's pretty competitive and a couple of brothers, so we were, we played pretty hard at whatever we did, and uh, I kind of transitioned uh, later into the gym and and basketball as a focus and, and, and got pretty strong in that area. Uh, which didn't have a whole lot to do with endurance, but so when I got to the sport, it was uh, it was a, a little bit of a shock for me. Uh, but I was real motivated after visiting uh, Hawaii one time by accident and seeing the Ironman, and really that's all I wanted to do was Ironman. Oh, so, so you got into it after just going and watch it. Just I got in, I got over there a few years before actually starting to train and decided I wanted to do, and it took me that long to decide to, that I'd actually run, swim, and bike, and uh, and then got real. Quick, uh, quickly, uh, eight, nine months later, did an Ironman down in Australia. So it was a uh, pretty quick study. wasn't all that successful, but it was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> How has your, um, your body sort of changed over the years? You know, that's uh, sort of 10 years ago now. I mean, has it changed uh, massively? It changed uh, pretty massively. Starting in, in 98, I was around 225, 230, something like that, and went down to about 180 uh, when I was at my lightest. And... Uh, for a while, uh, at 43, I did my first Ironman, so I, I was able to get faster for quite a few years. And where some people may have been seen tailing off already, I was, uh, I was going quicker and quicker. Uh, and uh, it was really exciting. So there was a massive change. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be. Can I ask, you know, like obviously you've been kind of a gym-based guy, you know, and being bigger and yeah. stronger. What was it like mentally to see your body change so much from being such a big stocky guy to becoming into a lean machine? Uh, it was, it, it, it was, uh, there was some remorse, ongoing remorse. Gordon and I were just laughing about this the other day because he, he worked closely with me through those years as a coach, yep. mentor. And uh, it, it was painful because I had been in the gym since I was eight years old. And, and when you work that long to build something up, you don't like to see it evaporate. Yeah. But it was, for as an endurance athlete, it was all good to lose some upper body strength and gain different type of fitness. Yep. It was um, kind of tough. Yeah, you know, we um, you obviously you're a chiropractor is is your your main job. Um, maybe tell us a little bit about that and and how you sort of find it crosses over with your triathlon coaching. Yeah, chiropractic. Uh, since uh, I was 26, when I first got, got into the an office and started seeing patients, uh, which is uh, 25, 28 years ago, and uh, is quite a, a nice crossover because both of them are teachers as a coach uh, and as a chiropractor and you're, you're teaching either athletes or patients um, about fitness, how to take care of themselves, how to train, how to help them support them, reach their personal goals um, to look for uh, medical issues. Uh, and there's also quite a bit of uh, a finesse when you're reading somebody as a, as a patient or an athlete, they don't, there's not a lot of full disclosure. Sometimes you have to kind of read between the lines. And, and so they're really complimentary, uh, with one another's, uh, and I enjoy uh, helping people reach their goals. So it was really, really a good fit, and still is. When you think about chiropractor, when is it that someone actually needs to go see a chiropractor? What are the sort of signs? Yeah, maybe uh, for people in our world. Yeah, when when I when I see a patient specifically, what I'm trying to do generally is is to improve or increase range of motion and performance. And injury prevention. So uh, you're, you're going to know right away if you have an injury if it's acute because you're going to have pain or discomfort. And and then there's some chronic ones that aren't as 
uh, readily uh, identifiable, but those over the long term will, will decrease performance too. So when I see somebody, whether they're an athlete uh, um, or, or, or a patient who's just suffering um, uh, some uh, discomfort, we're trying to increase performance. And generally that comes from, from increasing function and norm, restoring normal range of motion. So, you, you know, typically you think, um, well, I think I know a lot of people think, oh, I've got a sore back, I might go and see a chiropractor. So it's not specifically just back-related, neck-related, is it sort of pretty much anything? It is. If you have, uh, if you extend your education into soft tissue and into joints uh, and into rehab, um, I think all the medical professions are, are focused on some type of education while you're in school, and they don't teach you a lot that you learn after you get out of school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was discussing this with Dr. J. Jeff Schilt, an endurance yeah. corner. Uh, yeah, he's a, a surgeon, but he was trained as a surgeon, but he's put in a lot of time and has a very deep uh, knowledge about sports injury. And so you, he learned that when he came out of school, after school. And so you can... Uh, you can focus your education and your expertise over 10, 20 years in quite a bit. One of the things, um, I've been to a few chiropractors over the years, and there's quite a big um, range, uh, range in terms of just their styles. You know, so one guy I went to see, he was a real backcracker. He just got in there, he just got you on the, the, that sort of table and just cracked the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and there's quite a bit of variety. So, I mean, is there certain things people should should look for? What are the sort of considerations when you, you, know, you think, oh, I'm going to go to a chiropractor? What do you sort of um, look for? Yeah, that's a, a good question. It's a... A similar question we're asking ourselves and other people really whenever, whatever business you're looking for, I think probably the best uh, way to go about it is to get a direct referral. Yeah. Somebody, somebody who's had uh, a, a good experience and uh, has a track record of helping people reach their goals and get them better. First thing you want to do is ask yourself, can this guy diagnose what my problem is? Mm-hmm. You're going to have a heck of a time getting better if you're getting treated for the wrong thing or you're, or you're, you're misdiagnosed. Uh, and the other thing I think is important is, is will... Uh, any medical practitioner uh, leave his ego behind and and involve other people if they need to refer or ask questions or seek answers. So you see, if, are you getting a team effort? Yeah. Uh, I send people out all the time and and ask questions, and I do that in coaching too, and uh, uh, that's really important. Mm. I mean, uh, the other one question I sort of had regarding to chiropractic is: um, Are there many risks associated with it? Because it's be frank, when you first turn up the first time you've ever seen a chiropractor and they, they, they go to crack you, it's, it's quite scary. Yeah, it can be a little scary when you hear that noise, especially up near your ears and the neck. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've, been, I've been seeing patients for, like I said, for nearly 30 years. I've never had a claim and uh, brought against me, and, and malpractice insurance is extremely low, something like $1,200 a year for $3 million, $6 million. So there just, there just aren't a lot of claims because it's very safe. Yep. And, but, but like anything else, you should uh, cover your bases and be careful how you're treating somebody with osteoporosis or pre-existing injury or a disc. And uh, those are the main things. Be an advocate for yourself as a patient and ask questions. And then, of course, your doctor ought to be doing a heck of a lot of that too. Yeah. Oh, so, so one thing you and Melina have been kind of moving into lately is kind of focusing on coaching and camps for the aging athlete. What are kind of some of the key things you need to consider for an athlete over 45? Well, the first thing I think you want to do is uh, find out if they're showing signs of aging. Okay. And uh, some of them aren't. I know I heard Bevan lift off some names. I think it was you, Bevan, last week. We were talking about some guys who were just killing it, you know, yeah. in, the, in the vets. And 
uh, some of them aren't aren't showing that aging, uh, and uh, they don't have the degenerative changes, and or at least they're hiding them. Uh, a lot of high pain tolerance, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you if I get uh, uh, an athlete that's that's up there, some of them uh, are 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 pretty sound and can and you don't have to change much at all. But you do want to rule out. Uh, um, issues that you know. My first responsibility is to do no harm, so I rule out uh, past history injury and uh, and chronic issues, and then of course be real cognizant of recovery. Uh, what are signs of aging? Then you know, like for the Joe Public out there who don't necessarily know what that means, what are you looking at when you're thinking of someone is aging? Well, uh, connective tissues in our sport, endurance athletes, uh, the connective tissues means specifically tendons. If you were to open someone up and look at them, they, they rather than white and rubbery, they become yellow and a little more brittle and are um, susceptible to small tears and aggravation or even a rupture. So that's one thing. Uh, those areas are not real well vascularized with blood, so they don't heal real fast. Yeah. So chronic tendinitis uh, is an issue, and some explosive uh, intensity sometimes will create problems for people. Yeah. Um, and then you, in the back, in the spine, in the lower back and, and neck, you're going to have those discs, which are, are full of water, and they're kind of cartilaginous disc in there. And those will thin and become a little more brittle and, and, and uh, makes motion down there more difficult. And, and you can get a whole lot of pain from that area. People like Melina don't have anything much left down there, do they? <laughs> I've got Tina my hamstring right now. I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm getting old. <laughs> he knows a bit about low back pain, that guy on the bike. I, I know that. <laughs> Do you, do you find that um, you know we see that, that female athletes in their 40s often really start to excel? Do you notice much of a difference between males and females as they're aging and females outperforming males and maybe aging a, a little more gracefully? Uh, you know, I've heard that, that females are a little more resistant to fatigue or recover a little faster sometimes. I haven't noticed uh, all that much of a difference except that uh, females in general are a little more in tune to their health sometimes. I think they visit doctors more often. Uh, they might be a little more forthcoming about what's uh, going on and, and troublesome, uh, either physically or outside of sport. So um, they might be a little easier to head off some issues. And you know, there's a lot of discussion about uh, the female bone density and osteoporosis, but the, our sport is great because because of the weight-bearing nature and running and stuff, the bones stay stronger longer in, in the women in our sport than their counterparts who are civilians. Um, so I just I that males and females are, are, are males and females are, are pretty uh, uh, durable uh, in the bats. It's uh, surprising. So when you're thinking about prescribing a program for somebody, what, what kind of the differences that you actually look at when you're subscribing for someone who's maybe 50 plus than to maybe the younger athlete of the age of 30, which John might close to, so we aren't for that. Yeah. Well, first, like I said, for first you want to take a real detailed history so you're not getting somebody in trouble and you're not guessing. Yeah. And uh, gosh, it's hard to backtrack once you've got an injury or a chronic injury. And if you can manage the ones that are there from medical history, so you'll see a trend. And if someone's data is, is decreasing over years, they may have it when they first come to you. Or a medical history uh, that leaves a trail of uh, suspicion on what to avoid. And then, and then um, create a program that doesn't work through their weakness. It works around it. Okay. And, uh, and that's really important because there's a lot of work we can do if you have time. And while avoiding specific areas that are troublesome. Can you, uh, can you give an example? Yeah, I mean, I, I really believe strongly that the, 
the older guy should be in the water all the time. When I'm when I'm getting ready for a race, I'll do 20k a week, and uh, I, I, there's very little risk in the pool. You can do a lot of intensity relative to a bike or run, and build uh, some additional volume into your program without the risk. Yep. And for me, it's run. It's very difficult for me. I've had some foot problems and a, and a disc, uh, but I can get in and swim. You know, uh, it's very important. There's a lot of time to be saved on the swim uh, in the upper age group. You see guys coming out of 115, 120, and they're near the top of the group. If you can come out at 105, yeah. uh, try and take 15 minutes after your marathon after you've been running for, for 20 years. You know, it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you get better and you swim a bit more. Oh, man, i got to get back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, one of the things that, you know, we hear a lot about from, from coaches and, and magazines and all over the place is um, just a prescription of strength training for older athletes mm. as they do degenerate a little bit. I mean, what's your sort of thoughts on this? And perhaps specifically during the, the racing season, um, do you generally prescribe sort of strength workouts for the for older athletes? I like it. I'm partial to it because I enjoy it. I always have. But then there's a medical benefit as well, which is uh, the connective tissue issue, issues and injury prevention and bone density, overall health. Uh, it raises HDL, cholesterols, uh, increases testosterone in men. And uh, is if you have the time, it should be part of your program. And definitely in the off-season, uh, when you're away from races, you should go back to that, even if you limit it around race time, because there's only so much we can absorb. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I do limit strength training around races for most people, but uh, for, for uh, women in general, I like some strength training, and, and guys over 40, I think it's important. Um, and there's lots of ways to get to, to be strong, whether it's on the floor and yoga uh, or traditional weights or, um, you know, other exercises that are enjoyable. So I try and make it fun because not everyone likes it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You can include, me, like in, it. You can include me in that basket. I, know. <laughs> I don't go to the gym very much. <laughs> I, I, I understand. and it get, But it's kind of like the stuff you don't like is sometimes very helpful, um, yeah. you know, counterintuitive uh, sometimes in training. but. Uh, I do like it, and if people are, are dead set against it, then we'll go without it. Do, do you have some common areas that you really find people do need to strengthen? You know, like as, uh, like they need to do some squats, or do you have exercises where for the areas where you find people are weak? Uh, from from below the nipples to about mid thigh, which yeah. you could call your core, and uh, stability, balance. Uh, you see people late in the marathon coming unglued and their hips dropping one side or the other on every stride. And uh, I, I really believe that the core is the most uh, overlooked area. And it's the, probably the least traditional strength training or weight uh, training. So you can get people to do that. And I think there's a big payoff uh, in that area, um, and especially in the balance and stability exercises. It certainly goes across all three disciplines, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? That goes across all three disciplines in terms of your core stability. Obviously, they run yes. later in the later in the race, but um, certainly across your swimming and biking, it helps a lot as well. I, I really think there's a huge injury prevention component as well, and people uh, with a lot of low back pain often have uh, hamstring, glute, uh, internal external rotators uh, weaknesses, or um, uh, a difference from side to side, and you may uh, have a chronic low back problem that you think is centered in there, and it's stemming from something else. There's a chain of events going on. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is preventative uh, as well as performance enhancing. 
if anybody goes onto KP's website, which is uh, coachkp.com, they'll see that KP's got about um, one or maybe one millimetre, and that might be pushing it, of uh, fat percentage on it. <laughs> We're checking out your photos, mate. Jeepers, I need to sharpen up. So well, that was probably a couple of years ago. Oh, it's breaking my heart. So obviously, we you know we know that for people to to, to get their bodies to where they want to be, they need to follow a good balanced diet and whatever diet that is, whether it's a paleo diet, whatever. That's um, not common. It is common sense to a certain extent, but in terms of the, the older athletes, are there things that they perhaps should be changing with their diet, again, versus, say, somebody on a like-for-like basis that might be in their, their 30s? Were there things they should add in? Well, most of us are tweaking our diets to some extent, but uh, if that isn't, uh, you know, if you've reached that point where it's great already, I guess that wouldn't apply, but most of us could be tweaking our diets. And uh, Rather than, than call it the paleo or whatever, I really am high on uh, a lot of lean protein, uh, particularly in our sport, massive amounts of fruit and vegetables. So your plate is colorful. And if you get a colorful plate with lean protein, you've, you've really have uh, conquered most uh, of the, the hurdles for, for being fit, uh, encouraging re- recovery, um, and, and having all the nutrients that are healthy. And really what we're trying to do is be as healthy as, healthy as possible and still go quickly in endurance sport. And, uh, um, you know, stay well hydrated, uh, limit or temper uh, alcohol. I like uh, the um, uh, vitamin supplements. Vitamin D3 specifically and omega-3s are real important, uh, along with some calcium and vitamin C and a multivitamin. Um, but it, you know, it really doesn't change that much from young to old. I just think it shows up more because you can get away with almost anything. When I was in my twenties and thirties, uh, either going out at night or the way I ate, I looked the same no matter what I did. But it does not. It's just not like that uh, when you start getting up fifty and above, or, or, or even forty and above, up sixty, seventy. You, you, you've got to really watch what you're putting in uh, to get the results out. People change their habit, you know, because as you're saying, look, you know, I'm in that stage of my life where I can pretty much eat what I want, and I probably do 70% of my time I eat really healthy, and I have that 30% where I'm quite happy to eat a bit of crap. But, you know, how do you find people find adjusting to that change, and maybe you've got some strategies to help them do that? Yeah, it's pretty brutal at first uh, because uh, we're all kind of addicted to carbohydrate and yeah. uh, that rapidly burning carbohydrate. So when you wean off of that, uh, you can get pretty grumpy for three or four weeks, but. Uh, if you can get over that hump, uh, you'll have increased energy, you'll sleep better, you'll feel better, you'll fight infection better, there'll be less uh, injuries and illness, and I, I believe it'll show up in performance and, of course, in body composition. Um, but what I found is that, that motivation um, played a lot in it for me, and it does with the athletes that do this well, in that... They want one thing more than they want another, and they're willing to leave part of that behind to get what they want. And if you can draw that parallel so they actually understand it, that, that they do go hand in hand uh, or one's going to hold you back, then it, it's a little easier when things get tough, particularly late in the evening. Uh, I think if you uh, stop eating after a certain time at night and go to bed relatively early, you're going to have a better chance to sticking to a really um, specific nutritional plan than, than otherwise. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
Um, you, you've had a few personal challenges over over the you know since you started um, tri- yeah. triathlon career in terms of injuries and what have you. I mean, um, how have you sort of dealt with those? Especially uh, you know, I know on epic camps you've uh, had some, had some rough times. Maybe tell us a little bit about that and and how you dealt with them. Yeah, I'm glad I. Uh, the last one I came to was 2006, right before Bevan came, so I didn't have to get my legs chopped off by him. I'm glad I missed that. But, uh, the the injury part um, is really difficult on a motivated athlete, and uh, so I've had some experience with that. So I, I'm I'm pretty well versed when it comes to somebody else and what they're going through. It's pretty tough, and. Uh, whether uh, you know, I had a couple foot surgeries where I was out completely for three months and then started back up. Uh, and it's really important to maintain a positive attitude and be sensible, and probably to have a, an objective voice of somebody who's counseling you to to uh, not only to, uh, to comment on your mental stability, but uh, whether you should be trying to train at all or around or through something. Yep. Um, and I made the mistake of racing uh, hurt and training through some injuries. Um, because I thought I didn't have a choice, and I'm not sure it's, that's the right choice. I wouldn't counsel somebody to do that. But, uh, yeah, maybe the the, the biggest, uh, the mental hurdle is um, is your memory and trying, uh, as you slow down and have other areas in your body that are bothering you, your times are going to change and your ability to train, the volume and the intensity, and you have to, sh- you have to make a shift and make sure that the sport stays fun. Because uh, if you're constantly frustrated by it, um, you know, the, I know that the, at least the veteran age groupers aren't being paid enough money to be unhappy in this sport. So you better make sure it's fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and you should be staying healthy as well. Especially long term, eh? Probably the final thing we were going to cover over was uh, these camps that you're setting up with Melina. Yeah, um, so tell us all about it. Tell, tell us about them, who you're sort of yeah. the You know, I love, uh, I love the epic camps. And uh, I did six of them, I think. And uh, I'm still considering uh, the long one you're having next year. But yeah, I would have to definitely increase my fitness. But the thing about about me, I love to train. I like to train with people who like to train. And so does Scott. And he can go into almost any situation and have a good time when he's training with people who enjoy themselves as well. So we're looking to have something where, uh, you know, Andrew Charles and I didn't have to roll out an hour and a half early with maps so we could find a way and be alone at the camp or, or be dropped in the first 60 minutes of a seven-hour ride. We're looking at putting together camps for some veterans who like the camp experience, who want to do some learning and some training and, uh, and be able to hang. And uh, while a camp or a day might be specifically difficult or challenging for a person, uh, they're not going to be buried uh, where they would be in some other situations. And, you know, they're going to be uh, comfortable camps. The epic camp we did in Colorado was pretty plush. I don't think you were there, Johnny, but we had chocolates on the uh, pillows when they, at night when we came in, and it was, <laughs> it was pretty sweet. So we're going to do something a little more like that than the uh, than the sheep station out in Australia. <laughs> but it should be a lot of fun. And whereabouts are you going, and um, is there a certain standard of athlete that can each supply, or is it very much open to anybody? It's pretty open, uh, and we're going to uh, go out to Sedona in, uh, in the fall, and then we'd like to go over into Italy. Into uh, I, I spent uh, 10, 14 days cycling over there last May, and I'd like to go back over uh, there in 2010 with Scott, and, and uh, he loves that place and knows it a bit too, and, um, and, and train a lot in the back roads and, and then have a nice dinner at night and get up and do it again. So a couple nice spots and, and a lot of fun. 
Just factor in a bit of a, uh, a red wine budget if you've got Molina on the camp. Alcohol <laughs> budget. Um, uh, and where can people find out more information about us? Uh, there's a website up, uh, fitnessover50.net, uh, or you can go to my website or Scott's, and there's a, a link there. And uh, I I'll think check order- on our website as well. Do you have yeah, to be think- over 50? I'm sorry? Do you have to be over 50? Uh, no, but uh, eventually you might have to be. But I got some pals who are under, just under 50, and I think Scott still is too for another few months so, or a couple months. So, uh, yeah, we'll make that decision when, when it's called for. But uh, definitely is going to be a situation in an environment where everybody there can uh, fit in and have a good time. Cool. With some lectures and that stuff. Fantastic. And uh, in terms of yourself, are you doing any more racing at the moment or just uh, happy training? I'm happy training. I'm doing a lot of swimming and riding, and I'm just starting to run again. And uh, uh, I've gotten over the uh, the mental hurdles of uh, not right, racing for a while, and I'm really enjoying myself. And I uh, had a good time at Tucson Camp with uh, Gordo and the endurance corner guys. Uh, and uh, we'll be looking forward to doing that again next year. And uh, So I want to stay uh, real fit and be able to go out with my athletes and anybody else I'm with at a camp. So having fun. Final question: um, If you were to do a marathon and you were allowed to, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> the iPod. The iPod. What do you think, KP? Give me some love. Let, let me tell you, and if the sun's out and you're in a really pretty place, I probably wouldn't wear it. But if it's cold and dreary and uh, and not such a nice course, I put the music on. That's a yes, I'm taking your vote there, just for the record. <laughs> Still doesn't sway it. Doesn't sway it. Very good. If anybody wants to find out more information on um, KP, go to coachkp.com and obviously we'll have a link for that on the site and also uh, the Camp Over Fans will have a link on that as well. So, KP, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time. Hopefully, I get to meet you one day, mate. Yeah, man. And uh, Johnny, good uh, luck to your family. I look forward to meeting Thomas sometime and uh, you guys take care. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Answers and I've chucked a few more in there for you, mate. Oh, oh, brilliant. Here we got. Here we got Mike Hewison. Mike, the farmer of Fox. Oh. This is just a quick one. Well, um, we should have left this with coffees away. Well, I've got the answer from I've got the actual the answer from Albert on this as well. Oh, okay. So we were wondering what Patagonia means. Yeah, well, because we're not that cultural, are we, John? Yeah. And Patagonia is actually an outdoor clothing company founded by Yvonne Chonard, a French Canadian. French. Oh man! I don't know. I still hashed it. Um, <laughs> as well as making loads of top kit, um, his Patagonia jacket has been with him to the top of several big mountains. Oh. The company is renowned for its environmental policies, which include donating one percent of turnover or ten percent of profit to environmental causes. Wow. They're also among the first companies to start using organic cotton and making fleeces out of recycled drink bottles. Wow, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, and I emailed Albert about this, asking, "Is are these Patagonia branded shirts?" And they are. And the reason why we've got this sort of hookup and there's a bit of a discount in there uh, is because Coffees of Hawaii are also involved in that same scheme where 1% of their oh, turnover... Oh, I remember, I remember. They've got a little badge on the website. Yeah, or yeah. 10% of their profit go to environmental causes. So that's sort of the link there. So we'll talk a bit more about how you can get your own Patagonia shirt um, in a moment. Okay, well, David, David from... David Barnett, Barrett, from... Where's he from? I'm thinking of Canada. Yep. 
Yep. He's saying, always enjoy the show, long time listener. Like that. So first time email. <laughs> so email, he can't say call it. Uh, he's basically getting back to the structure of a 16 week Ironman build up. And what has he got here? He's, he's basically, at the end of the day, he's got a kid, he's got family, he's got life, John. Yes. Life. And he's wondering if he can kind of do his long training days back to back on the weekend because he can't fit it around when he's got life involved. Hmm. I think the key thing, I think he's training for some half Ironmans and some sprints. Is uh, the simple answer to the question is yes. You need to you need to have some volume in your program if you've got restricted time during the week. Um, my suggestion would be probably if you are training both days in the weekend. So let's say like for everyone out there, if you're going to do like your long swim Saturday morning and a long ride Saturday, yep. and then this maybe long run. Or I, th- ride. I think I generally say. One of those days, and pre- probably preferably Saturday when you're a little bit fresher, try to make that a bit more race-specific. So if you're training for a half Ironman, don't just go out for a three- or four-hour cru- cruisy ride. You know, At least every second weekend, you need to make it race-specific. So that means putting some main set work in on the bike, doing a really good brick session, um, and, and doing some race simulations. So I generally suggest on Saturday, maybe make that a bit more race-specific and make Sunday a bit more volume-orientated, whether that's going to end up being your long run or your, your really long ride. Um, I try to suggest structuring it that way. Okay, so the one thing is, like, let's say, should they rotate weekends? So like, let's say, for example, one weekend they make their long ride the sad day, and the next weekend they make the long run the sad day. So, you know, because obviously Sunday's training is going to be detrimental. Yep, yep. But again, I'd say make it specific. So if you're going to do your long run on the Saturday, maybe do a, a long run, and then a, maybe a long swim, and then a long run. Make that long run um, fit a bit more race-specific, so yep. have, have some intensity in there. Okay. But, you need to, regardless of what distance you're doing, you need to be doing some race simulations in there at um, a little bit below your race inten- planned race intensity. Good old Kat from uh, the Rats up in Rotor Vegas. Mm-hmm. She sent us through an email because she's a little bit grumpy at us because we're slagging off the guy who won the Rotor Vegas or came second. Well, no, because we're making it like he's a peasant and he's actually pretty good. I was just said he had no, because I listened to it and you said he was some peasant. He had an ungainly running, <laughs> no, running style. I said he's fast. <laughs> I listened to it for the show, but he had an ungainly <laughs> running style. But the prettiest running style. But he actually he's a pretty good runner, and uh, she was the local boy in a road of Vegas. So we should just give him some luck. Steve, Steve, good old Steve, Steve O, unknown name. But he got second in the Auckland Marathon, so he's obviously pretty good. So two seconds now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, just one other thing. We've got Linda, and she's a, she's a pirate kit monkey. Um, and she's doing a study on nutrition for triathletes. And she asked if we could put a link up on the website, and if you guys could actually go on. Is it, is it on nutrition? I can't remember what it was on. I can't remember what she was asking me it was about. But uh, she's doing a thesis, and she was just wondering if you guys could go on and answer a questionnaire for her. So I'll put a link to it on www.imtalk.me. And if you've got maybe I don't, maybe 20 minutes of your time just to go aside and... Master's of Science Project in Diet and Triathletes. There you go. And so this kind of stuff is obviously helping us all get in the future. So if you can do that, that'd be really great. I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk. Sponsors! Before we do sponsors, one other thing. Oh, here we go. One other thing. Vine Man. The competition. Right. So, how are we going to do this? The guys at Vine Man, they, we love them. We love them. They're sending us some kits. We like that. Yeah, bring uh, it on. They have offered us a free spot in the Vine Man. Okay, well, place. you keep talking. So, if anybody is interested in doing Vine Man, we thought we maybe just do a general competition, but we know that, um, that it's got to fit in. So, we just want people that are interested in doing Vine Man. So, you go to vineman.com for more information on the race. It's been going since 1990. We've got one free entry into the race. The full Iron Distance race uh, for... So that one there? I mean, 1st of August, 20th anniversary. Yeah. 20th anniversary, man. If you're keen to be... It's almost as old as me. ...considered for this, 
pop us an email. Give us a reason why you, you, you should be considered. Yep. And uh, and we're going to do a bit of a draw, and somebody will get it. So you need to do that in the next two weeks. We'll do it um, before I go away. Okay, when are you going away? I'm going away at the end of the month. You didn't tell me this. Sorry. Where's the love in this relationship? It's all right. Go to Madrid, yeah. hang out in Madrid for a few days, go to Poland for a week. And if you're thinking of doing one, man, for those out there, it's, it's, you're yeah. obviously interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Madrid. What, what, um, what's the one where they pour the beers real high? Um, Kepa bars or... I'll uh, tell you when I go over there. Oh, mate, check out Madrid. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. We were in Madrid. <laughs> Glenn's not going to like this. We're in Madrid and they got those cable cars that take yeah. you out of town a little bit. Beautiful. Madrid, you'll love Madrid. Have you yeah. been there before? No. Beautiful, beautiful place. So, in Madrid, and we're in these cable cars, and Glenn's supposed to get butt naked, so he's in this cable car, and he's pushing his whole body against the cable car, and there's other people coming down, <laughs> but it was a family. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm worried that the cops are going to be at the end. We get out, man, if I never ran so fast. I would have been Michael Bolt. We, we ran like the clappers. Oh, I didn't know what got into him. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> Don't go on a cable car with Glenn. No, I'll keep that in mind if he pops up next to me in the hotel. That, that should have been his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Glenn> the naked monkey. <laughs> the naked monkey. Okay, at So we got- just just back that by man. If you're interested in going in the drawer, pop us an email with a good reason why you think you should be there. Oh well, let's make it something a bit more fun. You have to write a poem why you should be in by man. Okay. okay, and the best poem wins. There we go. Okay. You've got to write a poem and then they'll put it on their website because we've been talking to them. They'll that, do that. That poem can be as short as possible. No, no, yeah. no. We don't want a haiku, whatever it's called. Haiku, whatever. Yeah. We, want a, we want a long one. One that can just talk about the 20 years. Okay. Yeah, can make some wine at the end of it. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Athlinks.com. <laughs> I was disturbed. Uh, if you go into Athlinks, uh, and this sort of hooks into Tri Buys, yeah, you, you may see a banner up there on. Um, on and I did. I actually saw that. I thought, oh, there's a bit of a hookup happening here. Tri Buys banner there on Athlinks, and there's a special discount code. You, but we're not going to tell you what that is. You need to go into Athlinks and you can check that out. It's worth going on Athlinks for, but isn't it? It is. Yeah. So the other thing that's happening on Athlinks, this is going to be um, this is going to be good. We had actually had a bit of feedback from um, people who are sort of posting on the, the blog that they're getting emails whenever anybody posts on there. Yeah, so yeah. We've, we've fed that back to Athlinks and they've taken that off there. So mm. you won't be getting those, all those emails when people post, so you'll need to check on there to see, see all the posts, which, yeah. is, which is good. They're listening to the feedback. Can we announce the other stuff? Not yeah. yet. Yeah, the other stuff. So what you also need to do... Look at that! Tri-Wise! What's the code? Oh, we're not going to tell you. Oh, really? Okay. So, so go on there. You'll see the Tri-Wise ad. And, and also, trust us, it's worth doing. What you need to start doing, and this is a competition that's starting now... He's going to wrestle there. But he's got his clothes on. You go onto your profile. If you haven't got a profile, then go do that. And then you need to just add in mini race reports. So you just basically indicate whether it was an A race, a B race, or a C race. Yep. And then you need to add in the kit you use for that race. So whether you ran in Mizuno shoes, if you bore a Blue 70 wetsuit, if you used High Five Sports Nutrition, basically add those things in. And if you go through that process with a few of your races there, you go in a prize drawer. There's going to be lots of stuff to give away. There's going to be fuel belts. There's going to be a Blue 70 wetsuit. There's going to be heaps of stuff. So get on there. Do that. If you haven't got a profile on there already, now's the time to do it. If you have already been adding... Um, race reports and putting stuff in your gear bo- gearbox just go on there and just edit it slightly and that means you go into the drawer oh nice so if you've been diligent you don't get penalised for being diligent well, you know what I like about Athlinks what Mike Yeager because he's saying Bevan even if you get voted out with the iPod you run faster and what's the point of the race 
Mike. That's a good point. What's the point of running the race, John? To run as fast as you can. Mike. Mike, you're a legend. You've just been vetoed. <laughs> I will no longer read any of your comments on the show. <laughs> what about David Mendelssohn? Johnson, <laughs> you see that? Vanessa, I am talk for some time, man. Love it. Gets me through my daily commute. Finally decided to look you up. Hi to John. Oh, and wear the iPod. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> David, tight. Just keep your comments to yourselves. Uh, okay. So uh, go on Athlinks, get yourself a profile. And that's, that's a good link up, John, because I'm on Athlinks right now, and I'm going to click on through to Trybys. Nice work. Oh, look at that, trybys.com. If you want to save some money at Trybys, go on to Athlinks, go through there. There's a discount code you can use, yep. and uh, you're away 20% off. Okay, let's look at off-road. Let's say you've got to the end of the season, and you're sick of triathlon, because you're sick of crap, you know, the pool, yep. chlorine, your hair being like crap, yep. making your hair recede faster. Yep. And off-road sale items. That's what you do. You go there on tribys, and you need a bit of... Oh, those pants are... Oh, they're kills. <laughs> they're cool. Present time. Wow, they are pretty cheap. Women's Liberty shorts. Women's mountain biking shorts. Bevan likes those mountain biking shorts. I do, because our mountain biking... The problem is, you know, we do look like dorks when we go to a coffee shop and that's I can get, don't we? I know we think we're cool, mm. but mountain bikers, because they've got, the, they got the padding in the shorts. Go on about it, but... If you want to get a pair, you get on to Tribice. 19 bucks. 35% off. $19.50. It's a no-brainer, John. If you want to get some gloves, you've got the gloves here. And they've got those gloves, they've got the little padding in the finger, so when you fall off. Women's sports tri-tops as well. 75% wow. off. That's $11. That's a bargain, girls. Girls, get onto it, man. That's $11. Boys, if you want to impress the girls, get onto that. And if you've got a dress-up party? Try it on. <laughs> oranges, you're away. Come on, oranges. Remember? Because um, I've seen you dress up as a girl. You have actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get you one of these. Uh, if you're in the states, spend two hundred bucks US, you get it shipped for free anywhere else in the world. Five hundred bucks. She's that woman's top is it's a bargain. Normally forty five bucks at eleven dollars. And it is as they're saying here, it's actually good for training, but also for the gym. Because lots of girls at the gym wear these. Use it as an option. Check out Tribos. If you're going to buy something, check it out. See if it matches up. Go there first. Support the show. They support us. Coffees of Hawaii. So that's where we should have talked about the Patagonian tops now. Okay. Where are they from, John? Patagonia. Who was the guy? Uh, it, was a, it was a girl. <laughs> no, she, it was Joel. Yeah, I know, but the person who started the company was a girl. Are you sure? She was a mountaineer. Are you sure? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Yvonne. Yvonne? Yeah, I suppose it's a girl. Yeah. I don't think there's many guys out there called Well, you don't know we're foreign countries, do you? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, copies of Hawaii. What's happening here, John? So you need to get on there. And you just buy one of the Patagonia which we now have had endorsed by quite a few people that say Patagonia quality of tops is kick-ass. You go into Coffees of Y, you click on buy online, you click onto apparel, you go onto there. And what they do is they are a member of the 1% for the planet. We would support the revitalization of both culture and ecology in our home, the Hawaii Islands. That's why we donate 1% of our revenues to this cause. And the do- Coffees of Y, when you buy these shirts, donate to our cause, getting us to Kona. <laughs> That's it. Do they get any they donate they, everything. They donate everything. They're just here for the people, John. That's what they are. Yeah. Love their work. So go to coffeesofwire.com. Patagonia shirts obviously get you a recurring coffee order as well. Uh, Beautiful. Use code. People have so been I, using Amazon lately. Oh, use the code. I am talk. Twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Uh, people you, using, you don't get oh. a discount. Sorry, Bevan. You don't get a discount on the Patagonia shirts. They're discounted to the the floor. <laughs> We're losing on them. We're losing on them, but they're fantastic. Uh, Amazon, go on there, buy something, and make sure you give go through us. Having some issues. KP was talking about um, flexibility and stretching. Oh, the, yeah, and, stretching and book. A bit of yoga. Yeah. If you are interested or don't know what stretches to do, go on to imtalk.me 
and is there anything else we can advertise? We're broke. It's <laughs> the middle of winter. It's a crisis. The bloody heat is on all the time. No, the heater is on. I've still got my jacket on. It's bloody freezing. Yeah. Okay, John, what's been happening in your life? Had our, our latest round of the cross-country Oh, series. it had to go. You got fourth last time? We took the win. You won it? Yeah. Good times. Well done. It's nice. When the Canterbury Triathlon Club turns up, we took all the running clubs down. Wow, by much? Uh, Surely they had weak fields. <laughs> they weren't the strongest. Hey, but a uh, win's a win. Win's a win. First lap, Axel takes it out, gets sprinted by some young whippersnapper and him down the finishing shoot. Oh, no. Tag, okay, distance. 5K, severe cross-country, up Ooh. and down sand hills and all this yep. sort of stuff. Tags me off. I get past the first team. Have this whippersnapper sitting on my shoulder. He's, oh. He sprints me down the finishing shoot. Oh, no. And then... Uh, but wait a second. So everyone does five in your tag, or is it yeah. combined? No, okay. you tag, 5K. So it just tag. moves on, moves on, yep. Next guy... The other team, that was their weak link. Oh, we the just, weakest link. We just crushed them. Oh, and nice. Our, our last guy just had to hang on, and we took the one. By much? Uh, would have been close to a minute, I think. Nice. So what did you get for winning? The cre- uh, credibility. <laughs> okay, an iPod? Cred- uh, yeah, credibility. <laughs> so uh, that was all good. Oh, really? What else was Goss? What's Goss? Any other Goss? No. Have you gone, do you want to see Star Trek? Really? No. no. Because I'm not a tricky. I'm not a tricky at all. I can't speak Klingon. Yeah. But the thing is, it's really popular and it's been very successful. And apparently, even if you're not a tricky, it's worth seeing. And I'm not a tricky and I'm thinking I'm going to watch it. I hope it's going to be on my plane on my way over to States. When you're oh, States? Oh, oh you yeah, probably to, will no. be actually. Yeah, you probably yeah, you might get that in. Yeah. Nice. I'm, um, I'm going to the reader tonight. The reader. So yeah, reader. Kate Winslet one there. I actually read the book a while ago because I'm a cultured character. And but Joe wants to see it. The movie's nowhere near as good as book. I know, but still, my partner wants to see it. And that's what you do when you love someone, John. Partner now, eh? My lover. Mm. Goodbye, my lover. Well, I did a race on the weekend. I did a race called the Rootburn Classic, which is, mm-hmm. there's a Rootburn track in mm-hmm. Central South Island of Christchurch, and it's a pretty crazy run. You run 32Ks, you basically run up a mountain, and then down a mountain, and you're home. Yeah. And uh, the race started off, there's about 300 competitors, and the race started off, and two guys took off, and one of them I knew, a guy called Adrian, and he's he's like a, he did 2.30 in Monaco, and he's hoping to do 2.24 nice. in Christchurch, so I was never going to stay off him. Another guy took off, and they took off, and I'm running up the hill, feeling pretty good, and I'm in third place, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, shit, I could pull off a third here today, yeah. but I also think to myself that often when I race, I think I'm going to win too early on in the race, yeah. so, so I was conserving my energy, racing smart, going up the hill, got to about 12Ks up the hill, and I'm, no one's with me, and I'm loving it, and I'm thinking, yeah. this is my day, start going downhill, John, I'm being aggressive, because I realise I'm probably not the fastest guy going downhill, and these guys... Blew past me like no crap. They, I couldn't see them, and they were came from behind me, and were, uh, disappeared in front of me within twenty seconds. Yeah. And 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 you I've know, been got, there. I know what it's like. It's, I got seventh. Yeah, that's still pretty solid. Yeah, I was pretty happy to be honest. But man, unbelievable. Yeah. But admittedly, one of them I did pass was the because he sprained his ankle. So <laughs> I, was kind of, I was kind of loving that. Did you tell him you should have gone a bit slower down there, buddy? Well, no, because no, because it's <laughs> cheeky. But man, it was a hard, hard race because yeah. you had to run through snow. And the problem is when you got to the top, I had runners on, so I was kept falling over. Yeah, what did other people have on? Just sort of. Some uh, people had, well, I had like runners, they had the trail shoes, yeah. and some people had the spiky things. So, yeah. um, Porno did pretty well, came in on four hours, and Steph, Porno's partner, yeah. Steph Porno, I call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a speech at the wedding, I might call her Steph Porno. Yeah. Do you think I should do that? You're not married yet? No, October. Okay. The week after I get back from Hawaii. I haven't got the invite yet. No. <laughs> don't, don't hold your breath. <laughs> but uh, she's never done anything of that distance before. Did five and a half hours, so we're really, really proud of her. That was great effort, Steph. And was it scenic? I've never been down to Rootburn. Oh, beautiful. You'd yeah. love, it's a, a three-day walk. You could mm. do it in three days. You're probably doing it in two. It's, it's, it's a challenging, like it's pretty challenging. The first 12Ks is just all the way up, but pretty, pretty cool. And other than that, what else? What are you on this week? 
doing a taking a coaching course this weekend for Triathlon New Zealand. So oh, level that's, one that's coaching a bit official, course. mate. It's a bit official. Well, are you actually coaching the co- people who want to be coaches? Yeah. Saying, do no. as I do, do as I say, <laughs> but not as I do. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, really? Where's that? Uh, QE2. And do you get many people there? About 10. What day's that? Saturday, Sunday. Oh, we've done it. Sorry? I'm oh, sure you would have. <laughs> you know what I'm doing this weekend, John? What? I'm doing learning a massage with your partner. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't you, you want to do that? <laughs> so it's, it's a day course. Blin, I hope you're listening to this because John, oh, book you in. He went to his coaching course. It's a day course, John, where you spend and you learn the whole day with your partner how to give massages to each other. Yeah. Do you give Blinda massages, John? I do give Blinda massages. Well, there you she go. tries to return the favour and she's... needs to raise the bar. Well, that's so what you need to do this course. this course. $35, eight hours, change your life. Anyway, John, I'll, I'll give you some tips next week on the show. Uh, Rightio, I don't think there's anything else. No, I think we've waffled if, if, you're, uh, if you haven't got your bike jersey yet... I won't give you a message, but... Because yeah. it's kind of partner, you know, and it leads to... That's okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll be okay without it. There's a message of benefits, but let's not go there. Iron rusks. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.